welcome in, welcome in to the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I am your host, Antonio Denisi. With me as always, Eric Denisi and Keenan Jimajic. How are we tonight, fellas? Good, good. How are you guys doing? I am bleep, beep exhausted, okay? I had, I had had a hell of a weekend, boys. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll second that. It's been a beautiful weekend. I took advantage outside a lot. Um, the wife and the kids were in the backyard, and we celebrated my wife's birthday today. Uh, so, yeah, I can I can hear you. Oh, I think 22? 22. <laughs> um, what is it? I think the uh, ripe age of 27. It's actually Wednesday, but we celebrated today. But I, I had a bit too much for uh, dinner. I haven't had a good uh, cheeseburger in a while, so I had to stuff away two of them. Ooh, that's it? Well, a lot of sides. Some <laughs> coleslaw, some beans, some corn on the cob. Good stuff. How about you, Eric? Actually, yeah. no, Keenan, you had a party today. Yeah, don't uh, don't don't throw a party for triplets, a birthday party for triplets. It was uh, the party only lasted like two and a half hours. The cleanup and, and the put up put, took two hours alone for each. So, but uh, it was fun. The kids had fun. That's all. All that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned today, uh, August twenty third. Uh, happy birthday, Kobe. Just wanted to throw that in there. R.I.P. Uh, Eric, how about you? What did you do today? I uh, I did some disc golf today. Uh, did, was, did you did some disco today? Disc golf. <laughs> disc golf. <laughs> I wish I was at disco. Yeah. No, I played some disc golf today. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, just kind of hung out. Played some basketball, too, a little bit of that. But Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Active, active. Uh, speaking of active, we got a lot of news and notes just to rub up on quick here. So, um, I'm going to jump into it. Delvin, Delvin Cook reports back, uh, well, not reports back, but his contract talks, uh, they have, they have stopped with the Vikings. Um, his agent has come out and said, so he will continue to play on his final final, uh, year of his contract. Um, I believe it's a little under $1.5 million. So we'll see what happens with Delvin Cook next season. Uh, Melvin Ingram is also looking like he will be holding out for a uh, a new contract after Joey Bosa had gotten his big extension. He wants to get some of that as well, being on the same uh, line just a few spots away from him. Uh, we got some of, uh, you know, with training camp brings in a lot of hype and uh, Le'Veon Bell being one of those. Uh, he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, as he says. So it looks like he cut a little bit of weight down, uh, shed. And the last time he shed some weight was his second year with the Steelers where he came and had his big breakout year. Uh, so anything on Le'Veon Bell there? You believe in the hype? No, I don't. All right. We can talk about those wide receivers later that are getting injured at uh, Jets camp. He might be the only um, offensive weapon that Darnold has. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah, with Gates there still, I mean, it's it's probably going to be more of, of what last year was, just a little bit better because I believe his his yards per carry was – it was in, like, the low threes. Like, it was bad. Like, he he got a lot of carries, but he didn't really do much with it, and I think he's just going to do a little bit more with it, be a little bit better. But other you know, than that, probably more of the same. You know who else is in the best shape? Which isn't bad, by the way. You know who the best, you know who else is best is in their best shape of their life? It's me. You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you believe the hype? Do you believe the hype, guys? You look great. 
Speaking of which, make sure you guys check us out on YouTube so you can see how great Keenan's looking, being in the best shape of his life. Go do some pull-ups back there. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I have a pull-up bar on that side of the basement, so. Yeah, I got a whole workout area that way. You guys can't see it, but it's all the way over there, I promise. (laughs) Uh, Damian Harris, (laughs) what did you say? I can't turn the camera that way, so you can't see me. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, uh, Damian Harris is taking advantage of Sony Michelle, not really being able to practice. Um, he's looked like the best running back in camp. Are you guys worried about Sony Michelle this year? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I am actually. That's why I grabbed some Damian Harris uh, stock this off season. Very, very cheap, by the way. Um, especially, especially in New England with, with the way Belichick does, does things with those running backs, you know, one week can be Sony Michelle, the next week can be. Uh, Harris and who else they got there? Um, yeah, James Rex White, Burkhead, Burkhead, James White, Burkhead, James White. Yeah. So I mean, if you have Harris and you plug him in on that week that Harris is going to touch the ball and score a touch, score a touchdown, maybe two two scores, you you might pull away with a couple wins. So I put Harris on my definitely have Harris on my um, on my bench, and we'll see how the season plays out. And especially with the whole with the whole COVID thing, who knows? What if Sony Michelle, Burkhead, and White get it and <laughs> And they only have him, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And, you know, more to come with that, but it sounds like he, he has a good chance to take a role that, uh, like we said, with Michelle being a little bit injured, uh, it's going to be pretty easy, hopefully, for him. Uh, Des Bryant's working out in Baltimore. More to come with that. Uh, and then Bruce Arians said that Gronkowski is looking like he's five years younger. And so am I. Looks, looks like he did five years ago. Yeah, so am I. So am I. Exactly. I was. I wanted to know. You know what? What looks five years different? Does his hair look the same as it was five years ago? Like oh, he's playing. He's going to be great. So all that fab uh, I spent on him this offseason is going to pay off. How did you spend on him? It was just in one league. I got him, but I I dropped like I don't even remember. It was over like a hundred out of two hundred though, just because. I think our buddy Eric Bizzub. Shout out to Eric Bizzub. Um, I think he spent sixty in in one of our leagues, but that's a hundred dollar fab league. And no okay. premium, one quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. but, so but I, tr- I plan the, on trading him, hopefully, at yeah, some point. If he has one good game, especially early on in the season, I'm I'm going to trade him for everything I can get. Is Wayne Blumen at, um, in that league with you? Shout yeah, out to uh, it's uh, Antonio's league, oh, the Dynasty yeah. League, yeah. Yeah, knock on Wayne Bloom's door. He might uh, <laughs> give you his first That's my That was my plan all along. Yeah, well, we're excited. To, uh, at least I'm very excited to talk about what Tampa may do with our uh, preview next next episode, our final division preview for the FC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One thing about that is, Brian, has he worked out for every team since he's was cut from Dallas? It just seems like he, he's working out with – wasn't last year he worked out with a couple teams as well? He definitely did. It's, been, it's crazy. He's already been on the league for a few years. I can't believe that no one has even – you know, signed him and like maybe caught him in like training camp or something. Right. Yeah. The Saints, the Saints young. did, but then he got hurt. The Saints did. Yeah, yeah but then he got two, hurt. He tore his Achilles already. Oh, was that right after he got caught with Dallas? What was that? Yeah. No, it was at least. Yeah, a year it was the year after. after. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm. I'm. You know. But yeah, just with his red zone, you know, you'd think somebody would. I wonder if it's always been money issues because you know Des has always been a guy that wants to wants to get his money. Um. I don't know, but uh, definitely will be interesting if he lands there. Like I said, more to come. Uh, so we are going to talk a little bit about some injuries that have kind of been happening with uh, with everything finally ramping up, pads going on, people are moving and hitting. 
uh, people not really working football shape, I guess, for the last three or four months like they're used to. Uh, it's unfortunate, but we, we do tend to see some injuries and probably more often than they can be. And we had a slew of them this weekend. Uh, Melvin Gordon, who we'll talk about a little later, hurt his ribs, which sounds like he may be day-to-day. Uh, Jacksonville's tight end Josh Oliver broke his foot. Uh, that, that should only help out Tyler Eifert, uh, their number one tight end. Uh, Denzel Mims got hurt, which that also believed uh, – hope well, more to come on that, so I won't even I think it was a hamstring, that. wasn't it? Yeah, I think he also hurt his hamstring. There's a few of those. Um, but Brashad Perriman also left practice. But Adam Gase already said uh, he's not worried about Brashad Perriman. So Chris Herndon season, folks. That's what that's what it sounds like to me right now. Chris Herndon season and Jamison Crowder are just going to eat from Sam Darnold. Uh, Mike Williams left practice early. He came down uh, hard on a catch. Uh, Saints guard Andreas Pete broke his thumb. He's questionable for week one. Uh, it doesn't seem like they really missed a beat last year when he did miss a few games, Pete. Um, but, uh, you know, still still a good guard, still still a t- uh, tough and something to monitor. Uh, Brandon Ayuk adding to the 49ers problems. He pulled, uh, pulled something in his right leg runner out today on top of Jalen Hurd, I believe, what, tearing his ACL on Friday. Uh, just really tough to kind of you know, hear whatever a Whatever injury bug they got over at – at a 49ers camp, just keep it there, please. Um, yeah, it's scary. Th- this has been going back to um, Debo when he broke his foot during – wasn't even in camp. It was at home when he was training maybe. I think it was right in the beginning, right in the beginning of one of the practices in June. Yeah. Something so along those lines. But, yeah, then now it's, now it's uh, uh, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Hurd for his second straight year. Uh, George Kittle, guys. I don't. I mean, who else is who else is Kroplo going to throw the ball to? That's, That's right. For sure. You so, say it again. George Kittle is going to be amazing. As much, even if, if I still think he, I'm really start. I, I, I think uh, Travis Kelsey is still going to finish as number one this no. year. That's, no. that's what I was going to ask you. Is Kelsey? Uh, I mean, well, is he is he in line though for almost 160 targets now, George Kittle? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Off. It's a lot. It's, po- it's very possible, though. I mean, I mean it, it definitely – it obviously is a lot. He had 137 two years ago – or 136 two years ago. But if, if if you got, you know, Ayuk running with hamstring injury, if it's potentially hindering, you know, hamstrings tend to linger. Uh, and we are two weeks away from the season starting, two and a half. So, let's say it's a hamstring and he's got to miss some time. You already missed Jalen Hurd. Debo Samuel saying, probably yeah. isn't going to start. George Kittles, you're looking at 10 to 12 targets easily in the first game, probably first two games. Uh, and then he really would only need, you know, 10 to 12 targets the rest of the season. I don't know. I mean. How many, how many catches did you say he might have? 169? Who, Kittle? Yeah. No, no he, targets. Targets, targets. He, he had 136 targets two years ago. Say, and he had 88, 88 catches. Yeah. I was going to say, no. that's a lot of catches. That's well, that's when, he, that's when he broke the record. Yeah. He broke the record, but – um. I don't know. I just, I, I guess I could see it again. I really could. Um, I mean, it obviously means the defenders are going to be on George Kittle more, uh, which could open it up for most to Coleman. Um, but I don't know. San Francisco might have a little bit of trouble right in the beginning. Uh, T Higgins also, uh, so he pulled his hamstring earlier this week. It sounded like uh, he's feeling a little bit better with that. All right. So that's going to wrap all of 
the injuries and the news and notes for right now. So let's move on to our division previews. This episode is going to be the AFC and NFC West. We're going to start us off, off here with the AFC West. We're going to talk about, about goodness today. Sorry, guys. We're going to talk about the Denver Broncos, uh, the Denver Darlings this season, uh, seven and nine last year, finishing second in the division. So obviously it wasn't taking too much to, you know, potentially be in that playoff spot if you got seven wins and finishing second there. But uh, we know they added Jerry Judy in the first round uh, this year of the draft to add to that high-powered offense, we'll call it, uh, with Drew Locke coming in. Um, yeah, we'll call it. They were one of the worst that. offenses last I year. like it all on paper. I yeah. like it all on paper, that's for sure. Uh, so Drew Locke comes in. He was rookie last year and played five games, now gets to step up and be the starter. Melvin Gordon got added. Uh, Phil Lindsay and Royce Freeman are tied to that backfield. Uh, why don't you guys talk a little bit more? Uh, how about you, Keenan? Why don't you talk about – Melvin Gordon, do you think he's a three-down back, and do you think he's someone that's going to get over 40 catches this season? Because he's never had less than 40 catches in any season of his career yet. Yeah, I think just because Drew Locke is still a young quarterback, I think he's going to rely on Melvin Gordon on those dump dump downs. I mean, look at Philip Rivers, who was a veteran quarterback last year, and he, he relied on Melvin Gordon to get those dump downs um, and one, 10, 15, 20 yards down the field. Um yeah, so I I think I think he's going to be really good fantasy wise, but I don't was he ever a three down back in the NFL? Like I think he was. He was I feel I feel like I feel like there's always been someone there though to like take away um, plays or reps from him. I mean, in San Diego he had Eckler, True. and then obviously they they picked Eckler over him because I don't know if it was the money that that decided that at the end. But like I said, I feel like there's always someone there. Is he a? I don't think he, he's proved that he can be a three-down back in the, in the league as of yet. Yeah, that's. Uh, a, I mean, that is a good point. Uh, that's a good point to make there. Um, you know, I. And, uh, one more thing. I'm sorry. And don't don't question. Don't count out Philip Lindsay as well. That's a good back as well there. Yeah, he is. I mean, they brought in Pat Shermer, their new offensive coordinator. Pat Shermer does tend to focus on one running back in his offenses. So I'm kind of interested to see how this backfield plays out. I've been confused all offseason on what I think is going to happen. I really like Melvin Gordon. I do think he's a three-down back. I do think he's someone that's going to get 40 catches, just a little north of that. Um, but, I mean, Philip Lindsay's a good runner. We've seen it. Uh, he's undrafted. He had the 1,000-yard season. Uh, he's fantastic. But Melvin Gordon can run the ball, too. And, I mean, you don't need somebody amazing to do what they want to do this year with the offense that they have, which, you know, Eric, I'll let you talk about in a second. Uh, but Royce Freeman's a good pass catching back, and that's also what Melvin Gordon can do. So it's going to be interesting. One of them, I feel, has to get weaned out of here uh, and, and not going to get a lot of playing time at all. Um, so, Eric, why don't you talk a little bit more about the Broncos? Yeah, and to talk right on your point about one getting kind of phased out, unfortunately um, I think, yeah my boy I think it's going to be Royce Freeman that gets phased out um, and also to speak to your question on whether you th- whether I think Melvin Gordon's going to get over 40 catches I actually haven't set it out for 39 um, so I think he's right around there because I just I don't think they can afford to phase out Philip Lindsay um, He's been fantastic for him, and it, just what he can provide for that offense. I mean, he's he's going to be getting there. He's going to be getting touches. Um, 
And I know, I know Shermer likes to uh, just, just use one running back, but he, he's, he's a weapon that they just, they need to use. Um, but when are they going to use him is my point. I mean, if he was never really a third down back, are you really going to take off Melvin Gordon on first or second for an undrafted running back? I mean, he's a proven undrafted running back, though. And he also, is, but he's not getting paid. Let's mention – well, that, that's also another I – guess, I guess you want Melvin Gordon to get most of the touches because if Philip Lindsay produces, you're, you're going to end up with another situation where you have to pay Philip Lindsay or, or let him walk. But also let's mention that Melvin Gordon is 28 years old. Um, I, or was it 28 or 27? 27. He's, 20, he's 26. 20. No, he just turned 27. I just looked it up. I'll double check. Birthday. That. Happy birthday. Um, it was, yeah, so so 27. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah, he's, 27. he's 27 years old. He was born April April 13, 1993. But that'd be we, Yeah, that's very delayed. <laughs> but um, I like you know quarter or quarterbacks. Running backs hit that wall eventually. If they want if they want him to produce for the next two years because they signed him for a two year deal, maybe don't make him into a three down back. You have a good Philip Lindsay. You can. You can use both Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Here, I'm talking here like I'm off offensive coordinator. Um, but in my eyes, I think they should be able to use both of them. They could even put them both in the backfield, um, where Drew Locke can dump the ball down to one of them and let them let them break a tackle um, and run run 15, 20 yards on the field. I think Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon are going to be Drew Locke's best friend. Um, I this year, I in a redraft league and. If, if I'm there and Philip Lindsay's there in, in the in the later round, I might just snag him just just because PPR reasons. So you think Lindsay's going to be getting the catches? You said, yeah, I do. I I think I think both of them are going to be. I think I don't think Drew Locke's going to try 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 to push the ball down the field as much as we think he's going to. Where where he's going to want to dump the ball down especially if he's getting, you know, if there's blitzes coming in and, you know, and defenses are are throwing different packages out at him. Like I said, Philip Lindsay and Gordon are going to be their best friend. Yeah, that's that's true, and, and that's fair. And, and I think a big problem that we run into with now, you know, moving to the wide receivers is that are they going to throw the ball a lot? You I, know? Think, I think with Sutton, I think he, he goes down, unfortunately. I have a lot of stock in him in my dynasty leagues. I just – I don't think he's going to be able to produce what he produced last year, especially having Judy on that side of the ball. So I actually, I think that's similar to what you're saying. I think that's exactly what he can, what he will do again is exactly what he did last year, which I don't think is going to be exactly what everybody's looking for when they're grabbing that Cortland Sutton this year, because in the, in the five game through lot played, they were four and one, they're winning games. So you have to, you have to kind of think that they probably want to continue with the way that they approached that, uh, that offense, and they're probably going to run it very similarly. So now you're four and one coming into the season. Uh, Drew Locke's ready and and excited and gets you know a full a full offseason under his belt. But he only threw the ball just over 31 times in those five games. It wasn't really a full offseason either. Uh, true. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. True. I mean, it's, it's very true. Uh, a turmoil offseason. Um, but you know, at least knowing going into the season that he is a starter, he's got the reins. They have all these offensive weapons. Uh, but so last season, Cortland Sutton. He had 124 targets, 72 catches, 1,112 yards, and six touchdowns. That's a great year last year, right? Especially with the quarterback play that they had, like we were just talking about with Flacco and Brandon Allen. Um, but 
like I said, 31, 31 passes a game. I mean, he's, you're going to want him to be getting at least eight targets a game to be seeing that same amount. I mean, maybe he will, but that's about 27%. I don't know if now you got Jerry Judy, you have Noah Fant, you have KJ Hammer coming in. Uh, you know, Deshaun Hamilton's going to get pushed away. Then you want to throw the ball to the running backs. That's, that's a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, I, I don't know what's really going to happen there. I agree that I think Sutton's going to have pretty much about the same, same year he had last year, which I think he can definitely hit that because I think having Judy there and Fant maybe taking another step just opens it, opens it up more for Sutton. Um, obviously, we need Locke to take another step and actually you know, be a decent QB, um, but the weapons are there. Uh, they're they're going to be able to get these guys open because you can't just double coverage one guy every time because Judy is that good. Even though he's a rookie, he's going to be able to beat guys one-on-one, and you need to watch out for that. You can't just simply just only worry about Sutton. Plus, if Fant takes another step, he's extremely good himself. So they're, they're going to have a lot of options, but I think Sutton can get back to where he was before for sure. Yeah, and like you said, Judy, I mean, Judy could be the wide receiver one. I mean, don't get mad at me for saying that, but the man's talented. He was a better prospect coming out than Cortland Sutton was. I know Sutton's bigger, oh, yeah. but Judy is very talented too. So there's a lot of good things for uh, for Locke. Uh, Juwan James did opt out their tackle. Uh, that's kind of going to be a big blow to the offensive line, um, more more so for Locke than for Gordon and, and Lindsey. Um, and then obviously Chris Harris, their cornerback left. So uh, the defense – kind of uh, even themselves out still. But one last thing I want to talk about, Noah Fant. Uh, you know, basically all time since 1960, uh, tight ends to have at least 13 yards per reception in 50 t- with 50 targets. Sorry, so having at least 50 targets and then having at least 13 yards per reception. Uh, there's only been seven tight ends to do that in their rookie year. Mark Andrews, Ken Dilger, Ken Dilger Noah Fant, Dawson Knox, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, and Rob Gronkowski. I mean, that's a fantastic list. So, I mean, you hope that Noah Fant can, uh, can explode even more. We saw a lot of yards after catch from him. Um, yeah. So, we'll see, uh, we'll see how, how – They're going to use him more, though. They, I, I, saw, do, but... I saw that his, like, target share was, like, at 13%. It was, like, 22nd, 22nd in the league or something like that. I, I, I could be wrong on, like, the numbers, but I, I'm pretty sure they didn't really use him enough. And that's where they need to figure out – Figure, figure out an offense to use him because he's a great talent. In, he was a great talent in college. It's tough, though, because There's uh, a lot. Drew, Drew Locke only played five games. so Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking, about, I'm, I'm talking about Noah Fan just in the Broncos' offense. No, I know, but I'm saying we don't know exactly yeah. how it's going to be season long um, with the connection they have between Fan and Locke. Um, yeah. If he, he could end up relying on him. Would you take Would you take Hayden Hurst or would you take uh, Noah Fant in a redraft league this year? Hayden Hurst, a lot yeah. more targets. Hurst, yeah. You would, yeah. We would all, we would also take T.J. Hawkinson, right? Over over Noah Fant. That uh, that'd be close. That would be close for me. I mean, Hawkins is probably going to lock for more touchdowns, but is he going to stay healthy? I never trust a D- Detroit t- tight end. They always look great. They're always they're always about to break out. Where I'm leading, I mean, Hawkinson's different than the ones in the past. Obviously, he's he's a special talent. But the reason I'm saying this is, you just mentioned it. We don't really know what Drew Locks can bring to this offense. Where, you know, if I'm in a redraft league, I'm probably going to stay away from any any tight ends or wide receivers that the Broncos have. 
and probably going to target Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. If, if, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, like, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I think, I think value wise. Yeah. Melvin Gordon might be one of the only guys I'll be getting. Maybe yeah. Jerry Judy pretty late. I, I just don't want to. depends because I think fans, fans going in the 10th. You know, ninth, tenth round, I believe. I just did a mock draft earlier today, and I got Corton Sutton as my wide receiver one, and that was scary to me. It just, I, I can't. Yeah, I, that's very scary. I can't, I, I can't trust him. I, I think he's a great player. Nothing against Corton Sutton, but I don't know what this offense is going to bring to the table until, until I see what Drew Locke is to me. I, I'll have, I'll hold Corton Sutton's. Stocks in dynasty, but in redraft leagues, I'm staying away from it. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, that's how I am. So let's move on here to the uh, defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I really don't think we have to talk too much on them. <clears throat> I mean, they're my favorite to win the AFC again. Uh, I, I think you know you guys are at least similar that they're at least going to get to the AFC Championship uh, or Super Bowl from this side. So. I really want to talk about Edwards Hilaire, though. He is – man, he, he is rising up the ranks. He is almost, you know, Saquon Barkley-esque. He might wind up being the number one overall pick two weeks from now, for all we know, with how much hype he's been getting. Uh, so, what, what do you think, man? What do you think about him, Eric? I know we talked it's... about him before, but, I mean, you know, that was before the hype has kind of come up, before Damian Williams has opted out. Yeah, it's crazy, but – I think it's it's deserved. Like, I mean, why wouldn't we be taking him right now? This is the Kansas City running back. Damian Williams is out. There's nobody else there that's even close to him in talent. Um, and they you, they already said um, that he he's he's picking up the playbook. His his route running is looking good. They're working him in in the screen game. Uh, they're gonna be using him everywhere, and he's gonna get a lot of touches. And, oh. I'm I'm buying in. He's gonna be fantastic. I I got him in two leagues, two dynasty leagues and rookie drafts this year, and I'm extremely excited about those shares. And I'm buying in on him. I'm I'm excited. Okay, so let me ask you this. Sorry, Ken. Okay, so over or under 300 touches? Probably over. Over, yeah. It. The the, the re- only reason why it's going to be over is because Damian Williams opted out. Um, do you trust the other two backs? What do we have? Darvin Pommett yeah. and – We got 30 – 229 yeah. – or 329 touches I have. Yeah, for. I mean, I'm looking – I'm just looking at week week 9 through 17 for uh, Williams. 14 touches, 24 touches. He had a five-touch game. I wonder if he got hurt that game. 19 touches, 16 touches. Who's going to get these touches? Are these, is Darwin Thomas – what's the other guy's name? Darwin Thompson and Daryl Williams. Uh, yeah, are those guys going to get those touches? So, Daryl Williams – it's interesting you say that, and I know it's funny to think that Daryl Williams might, but there's a chance that at least game one, they're just, you're, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be real scared when Daryl Williams takes that first snap. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no, it probably won't happen, If that happens, I might be flying to Kansas with what, City, and I might be slapping any reader out. With yeah, what well, they're saying about him and how much they loved him when they drafted him. I know. And how he's looking good in route running. He's They're working him in the, in the screen game. Like they're, He's going to be the featured guy. They, there's no question about it. Um, I don't I don't think you can question it at this point. He's going he's gonna to get 300-plus touches, and he's going to be 
he's going to be great, I think. I mean. Yeah, I do. I, I agree he's going to go over 300. I uh, just wanted to kind of ask to see both of your opinions. thing on Williams, why, oh, there's a lot of snaps that are up for grabs because he got 50% of, of the shares in, in Kansas City. So he was on. A, he touched the ball fifty percent of the time. Um, oh yeah, I mean, Edwards Alaire is going to get the ball a lot. I'm sure. Um, I just I wanted to know if you were on that over under twenty touches a game, or if you know Mahomes might throw that ball a little bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I he's going to throw it a little bit, a little bit more on those screen plays. <laughs> so, all right. So then, then right now, uh, let's let's maybe talk to it half, uh, with half PPR. So, would you draft Edwards Hilaire or Mixon? Uh, Keenan. Huh. Um, redraft or Dynasty? Just redraft? Just a redraft, yeah. In I'll, half probably take Mixon. I'll, I'll probably just take Mixon because – just because we know we know what we're getting out of Mixon. And we know – and also because there's a rookie quarterback there in Cincinnati. Right. And, like I, like I mentioned, with Drew Locke, a young quarterback, best friend running back – you know, throw the, throw a little dump down square. Mahomes, like you just said, also they might throw the ball a little bit more than they usually do. Yeah, and I and I kind of think that they, I kind of think that they may. Um, and you know, talking about Mahomes real quick, uh, you know his his six game pace, or I'm sorry, his pace in the first six games before he got injured, he was actually on pace to throw for over 5,500 yards, which would have been more than he had. Uh, than he had last season, obviously, or two years ago, having over five thousand yards. But I, I mean, let's let's look at the, let's look at this yardage here. He had three hundred seventy-eight yards, four hundred forty-three, three hundred seventy-four, three hundred fifteen, three hundred twenty-one, and two hundred seventy-three. So he had at least three hundred fifteen yards in his first five games. And I mean, he only threw over forty times twice. Yeah, the guy just gets yardage. It's insane. Obviously, his touchdowns were a little bit lower, but uh, I mean, he, he's on pace for 40 touchdowns and 5,000 yards every year. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's so, crazy to think because when you look at all these greats like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees haven't even hit 50. I think Brees hit 49 the one year. And uh, Rodgers was at like 45, 46. But Tom Brady hit 50 and he never did it again. Uh, Peyton Manning only did it once. So it's – Do you think he will, though? I I don't I know if he he'll hit do, fifty again. Three or four times. I definitely really? believe he's going to hit over forty multiple times. What happens I mean, when Andy Reid retires in three years? Four I don't years? think it's going to. I don't think it's. A, it, it's a combination of him and Andy Reid right now. But like, he's not man, retiring in five years. I think this ten-year contract solidifies Andy Reid there for another yeah, ten years. Sixty-two. I mean, he could be there a while. But even if he's not, I mean, you just see the man throw the football. He's it, not going to stop. Andy Reid found him. He brought him to water, basically, in my opinion. He he brought Mahomes to water, and man, he he just unleashed. He he built he built an ark, basically. <laughs> um, so uh, talking about Tyreek Hill real quick, do you have him as your wide receiver one? Over no. who? Over who? So let me just preface in your half PPR. I'm I'm gonna do everything half PPR because it just seems to be even between you know it's got a, it's a good medium between PPR and, and standard. Um, Michael Thomas or Tyreek Hill? Michael Thomas. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for me what PPR, PPR or standard. I'm taking Michael Thomas over that. So the reason I ask, right? Is well, maybe not standard. Michael Mahomes Thomas, got but... injured. We know that he only missed. He only missed a few games, but I mean, he still hurt his leg and uh, came back a lot earlier than people expected. But Tyreek Hill hurt his leg as well. He missed four games. 
On a per-game basis, he was 10th. Uh, he still had, though, 860 yards and seven touchdowns. He's going to get double-digit touchdowns, which is something Michael Thomas has a tougher time doing. And he's probably going to get you – at least this year, I think he's going to get uh, – I think he's going to get 140 targets. Uh, he closed close to the 90 catch range. I mean, he could get 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, uh, I have him as my wide receiver, too, so he's not my one – but I just wanted to make that case for him real quick because, I mean, he, he averaged five less points per game. But like we said, that five less points per game with only two less touchdowns, the yardage will come up. Mahomes will be there. I, I don't know. I just I kind of see that there's a world where maybe he could be that wide receiver one. He could be. He absolutely could be. Um, but I just right now with Drew Brees still still in New Orleans, I'm I'm taking Michael Thomas, um, and. And I'm going to be extremely excited if Jameis Winston takes over uh, next year. And I think that's going to be even almost be- almost potentially better for Michael Thomas because he's just going to hyper-target him. Not, I mean, he already is, but, um, but yeah, Michael Thomas is my clear number one. But I want to say quick, there's five wide receivers that I truly, like, strongly believe might have double-digit touchdowns this year. And it's Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I think, could squeak in, you know, be on the 9-10 range. Um, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Kenny Galladay. Um, so those – Oh, Calvin Ridley really t- on Touchdown-wise. Yeah, t- yeah, him too. He's Also, you can throw Adam Thielen in there too. <laughs> yeah. Sell down. Well, one more thing on Tyreek. You know, the reason I pulled up his game log here, I'm, I have him in one of my dynasty leagues, and I felt like I was – I felt like he disappeared, fantasy wise. There was a couple, so I pulled up his game log. Did he? he get, did he get hurt week one? Do we know? Yes. Yeah, that's when he hurt his shoulder. That's when he got okay. So I won't even include that. But there's one, two, three. He had a zero reception game. Four, five, six, seven games where he had five or less receptions. And it has nothing to do probably with Tyree Gillis because that offense is so powerful and there's so many weapons where they have to um, spread the ball around. That's the only re- – where I feel like in New Orleans, Michael Thomas, who's the other wide receiver on the other side? Emmanuel Sanders. Exactly my point. Yeah, well, to that point, I mean, he's never been a guy that we're always expecting to see double-digit targets like Michael I am. Thomas. But he's not. He's extremely efficient on him. I mean – if he gets double digits, that, that's the thing. It's the long touchdowns for him. Yeah, it's long. You know he's getting them, especially I mean, those like forty plus point bonuses. I mean, we're looking at um, touchdowns too. I mean, he's got one, two, three, four, five games where he scored a touchdown. The rest he didn't score a touchdown. He's always been a boom bust kind of guy, though. Yeah, and that, more that's, consistent. That's, that's more why. Yeah, he's he is more consistent. Like the bust games aren't necessarily like bust. Yeah, there'll be five or six catches for seven. Now that I'm looking at this, I might I might contact whoever has Michael Thomas to see if they'll. Do a trade, Tyreek Tyree Hill for Michael Thomas. <laughs> they probably won't, but <laughs> I just wanted to make that case. It's always tough, though, when you're tied to the best quarterback in the league, yeah. um, you know, just like Travis Kelsey is, and, and he got his deal redone, so he's going to be there a bit longer, and we know he's the best tight end um, in the league. We were talking um, we were talking a little about Kelsey earlier, but uh, Travis Kelsey is still numero uno for me. For, yeah, uh, for, for sure. Until the end of the year when Travis Kelsey is jumped by, uh, by Kittle. Yeah, I don't know. I if mean, Kittle really gets 160 was, targets, I mean, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. if he gets that, I mean, I mean, Kelsey had 136 just you know last year, like uh, like Kittle did two years ago. 
Um, and they both only had five touchdowns, but Kelsey's always the one that really has that higher touchdown upside. Uh, just like McCall Hardman, uh, he had six touchdowns, I believe, in very limited snaps. So he should come in as a wide receiver, too. Um, I just want to talk about him real quick, and then we'll move on. But uh, I, I think that uh, he's someone that people should be looking at as a sleeper this year in redraft. Uh, you know, his, his ADP is not uh, is not the highest. Um, I'm just double-checking that right now. Uh, but I know he's in the late, late teens. But it's like, you know, for someone that should be potentially the – I got know, 123 ADP here. Sorry? 123 ADP. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, he, yes, he's going to be potentially the fourth option, but that fourth option could still be, you know, 70 targets and 70 targets, uh, you know. He's going to jump Sammy there. eventually. I, I think he did. I, I think yeah. he is the number two wide receiver, but that still would put him behind Kelsey, behind potentially yeah, uh, I, Sammy was talking about retiring before the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah, but Sammy's I, not going to go I, away. I still think Sammy, wide receiver-wise, is going to be the number two there. He's just. Um, I'm so sick of him. I mean, I hope so. I've always hoped for him. He, he, deep down, I've always wanted to do well. But, uh, you know, hashtag sixth year, seventh year breakout. <laughs> um, let's. All right, that's that's it for Kansas City. We, they're great. We know they're. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, talk about a team that's kind of done some revamping. They uh, are moving along for their future. Got rid of Philip Rivers, who they had there for, you know, 16 years. Uh, got rid of Melvin Gordon, who they've had for, you know, four or five years. So, in with the new, Justin Herbert comes in, uh, drafted, what, 10th overall? Uh, uh, no. Something uh, like six. six. Or six, yeah, six. Where am I going? And then uh, you have Tyrod Taylor, who stepped up. Anthony Lynn, the head coach, was his offensive coordinator, or was the running back's coach and offensive coordinator with him in Buffalo. So, he has some high praises for Taylor. So, you know, you wonder if he can keep the job all season. Uh, Austin Eckler got some money, so he'll now be the starter mixing in with Justin Jackson and uh, Joshua Kelly there and come with rookie. So you wonder now, uh, how's the offense going to look with Tyrod Taylor, Keenan? And how long will it be with Tyrod Taylor? A couple weeks. A couple weeks? weeks? Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's look at it in Buffalo, how uh, frustrating it was to watch him dump the ball down. I, I believe he was one of the highest uh, quarterbacks with dump down passes in the league. And then also, I mean – Look what happened in Cleveland. He had a horrible first half. He got hurt, and Baker came in and led him led him to a victory. And he never Baker never gave that job job back up to Tyrod. Um, Tyrod is you know he's a good backup quarterback in this league. Um, he had a couple good years here in Buffalo, wasn't able to win anything. Um, I, I mean, look what happened here. We here in Buffalo, we our coach didn't think he was that great. Where they bench up for Nate freaking Peterman. Um, so. I, it'll be a couple weeks before Charger fans, char, Charger coaches, Charger teammates get get upset and get frustrated, and they and they're calling it, um, to get him out of there and put Justin Herbert in there. And it, it's going to be a frustrating year for them. I mean, Justin Herbert, I don't think he's going to step in there and be a saver. That's for sure. But I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to be able to hold that hold that job from a rookie quarterback. And fans are going to want to see Herbert. Coach, the coaching staff's going to want to see Herbert, especially if they start off slow, 0-3, 0-4, 0-5, 1-5, whatever. Um, I'll, give, I'll give it week five before Tyra Taylor's pulled. Yeah, you know, the fans can complain all they want, though, but from the reports coming out of camp is Herbert's struggling a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, they need yeah. to just let him take his time. and Josh Allen even, even if, in Buffalo. 
And, I mean, if, if the quarterback's not producing like Nate Peterman, I mean, you're going to throw him in there in week, like we did in week two. Yeah, um, but Tyrod's going to be better than Nate Peterman was. He, he's, he's an eight yeah. quarterback. It's the, just Bills had a, the Bills had a backup quarterback here, and they traded him. Before, well, who was it? Um, they, won't, they won't sit Tyrod until they're officially elim- eliminated from playoffs. That's what you I want to do. A, you want to do a beer bet on this one? Sure. A six-pack right now. So you think week five? Week five or before for me. All right, I'll go after week five. All right, right, right down, Antonio. There we go. It's going down but, right um, now. It's going down. Um, I, I actually think I, – I, I don't think they're going to go all season, but I do think Eric's going to win that bet because – You want to do it, you you know, do it com- too? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll jump in on that. All right. <laughs> so the reason why is if it's week 10 and, and Tyrod's not doing well, they're probably not going to be doing well record-wise. You're going to want to see what Herbert can do. And I don't think they're just going to let him sit all season. So they're, they're going to let him in. They're going to throw him to the Wolves. Um, but I think I think Tyrod might get at least eight to ten games. Um, I don't think they're going to be doing well enough, no matter how well he decides to play. Because like you said, he, he's capped at what he can do. He really is. Uh, that Buffalo offense with Sammy Watkins, with Robert Woods, with Marquise Goodwin should have been better with a better quarterback. Percy Harvin. Throw deep. You know, uh, Percy Shady Harvin. Boy. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Is, I don't know. What, what I mean, does Tyrod have left in him? You know, in the running game, especially because that's a big part of his game. So yeah, it is. It, you know, he may have a little floor for fantasy. I think. I think he could finish. You know, I think on a per game basis, he'll be a double, like a back end quarterback one, top end quarterback two because of that rushing floor. And he's going to check it down a lot. I mean, like you said, Hunter Henry's probably going to be a good proponent. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Um, but Eckler. yeah, I was just going to ask you. Do you, you know Austin Eckler had 108 targets last year? Do you think uh, Tyra had a trouble? I mean, he did dink and dunk, but he we didn't he didn't throw the ball at all to the running backs like that. So, do you think he's someone that could even see eighty targets still? Yes, yes, because the offense is going to be designed around him as well. There's going to be plays called for him for Eckler. Um, I mean, they're just going to try to make it as simple as possible for both of them. I mean, I both quarterbacks. I think they're they're limited at what they can do right now, especially for Justin Herbert. Um, so yeah, I think, I think he'll, I'm still, I'm still got a lot of shares in him, obviously. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to draft them in redraft leagues. This is Eckler, right? Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think, I, I think you can definitely get up to that hundred target range again. Um, especially what Mike Williams, I believe is hurt. He, he left camp. Who knows what's happening with that? Um, they're going to need Eckler to, to be there for the passing game. I don't I don't think the running backs behind him really are all that talented, so he's going to have a big role there. And if Tyrod loves to check it down, I mean. So right now, uh, Eckler is going as the RB14. Somehow, well, I'm on, I'm on fantasy pros. Somehow, uh, Miles Sanders is the RB13. So would you rather have Miles Sanders or Austin Eckler? Miles Sanders. I know you're going to say Miles. I don't even want to hear your response, Keenan. I know you're going to say Miles Sanders, so I kind of want to be different here. I There's no there's no there's no thinking about it. Yeah. It is Miles Sanders. Yeah, whatever. I'll go with Miles Sanders. Fine. If you want Austin Eckler, you can you can No, no, no. Him. I'll go with Miles Sanders. What? I I I'll go with Sanders. What about Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler. <sighs> Austin Eckler. I I don't know what's going on there in Green Bay. I, even though I did just trade for Aaron Jones, we can talk about that at, in a little bit. But um, I think I think that 
eventually I think Green Bay is going to want to move, move move on with their running back and their future quarterback. Might not be this year, but I mean, I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather take the guy that's you know that's guaranteed to be the starter there next year. Where Aaron Jones, I don't maybe maybe he won't even is he a free agent next year? He, he pretend, yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe he won't even be in Green Bay. So who knows where he's going to end up, and who knows how that's going to be. Yeah, well, uh, at least for this season, I think I'd rather have Aaron Jones higher touchdown potential. Uh, but you know, Austin Eckler finished. Does he have a higher touchdown? Oh potential? yeah, I mean, you got nineteen touchdowns mean, last year. I, I don't think Austin Eckler. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I hate AJ that I don't Dillon. Like there him. worries me. It really does because yeah, he does. Um, but I, you know, back to Austin Eckler, I he finished as the RB four last year in PPR, and like, I just I don't see that him coming anywhere near close to that again. I'm very worried about his workload. Uh, I, I'm, I'm afraid that he can't he can't handle it. He's a small he's a smaller built guy. He's like what, five seven, um, but you know he's thick. He but, doesn't have a ton of tread on him though. No, he doesn't. But I mean, I think there's a reason that I was honestly surprised they gave him the money. I really was. Um, I thought Justin Jackson. It sounds like Justin Jackson might not, you know, even be the running back to Joshua Kelly. Their rookie might be coming in, but they're bigger guys both of them, you know. So he's not going to see the goal line work, Austin Eckler, unless you know third down. You know, it's third and four uh, on the four, and they want to throw in. You know, on third and one, I still don't think Austin Eckler's really in the game that often. Um, you know, he only had three rushing touchdowns, and, and but he had eight receiving touchdowns. So, I, that's just a lot. Um, you know, let's move to Mike Williams here. One thing I want to say, I'm, I'm, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, look up Justin Herbert and see what's going on going on uh, in camp. They did put throw him in against the first team defense yesterday. So, yeah, and he was struggling against. Him. Yeah, let's. I guess let's mention Herbert. I don't. Know. He just. I. Per, I don't think he's that good. I really don't. I, I think Oregon was just an offense that he got thrown into, and it's a very easier system for him to just spread it out and throw it along, kind of a lot like Mariota does. Um, I don't know. I just. I think it's going to be too tough for him to get acclimated. I think his arm's not very strong at all. So even if he replaces Tyrod Mike Williams, whom everyone. A lot of people just seem to be getting back on the Mike Williams train. I don't know why or how. Uh, he's very talented. I just I don't think that they're giving him any of the help downfield that he needs. Um, I really don't. And, and, you know, Keenan Allen, he'll still do well in the slot. I hope that they'll throw him the ball more, especially, you know, Tyrod looking in the slot. That's always a problem, too, is Tyrod holds the ball a bit. Um, but I don't know. I think everybody on the team just takes a hit down. Even though Phillip Rivers was rough last year, everybody still takes a knockdown for me. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I I still think he's he's gonna be in there before week five. Yeah. Do we is this are we gonna have an injury clause or or you guys don't want an injury clause? No, I think I'm 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 comfortable with no COVID clause either. I don't want to hear any excuses. <laughs> well, no. I think we'll be all right with that. too. It depends if Tyrod takes back over after he's back. That then you then the bet still goes. What do you mean he's out week five? Yeah, but if he's well, out because of COVID uh, uh, and then he comes back and takes back the starting job. Here he goes. Here he goes. There's always there – So how about we call over under five games total? Unless injury – unless you want to wait by injury or COVID. Fine. I, I'm fine. We'll five come back. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that one out. Um, yeah. But let me we'll, just ask you one quick question. So, so back to Mike Williams real quick. I just I forgot here. I mean, obviously he had 10 touchdowns a couple of years ago. Quietly had 1,000 yards last year with only two touchdowns. Um, can he can he get a thousand yards again? I mean, he averaged over twenty yards a catch, which that's that's some of the highest yards per catch that you know happened in the last twenty years. So that that's a lot. 
Yeah, it's going to well with down. as many catches as he's had. The same thing goes for the Chargers re- receivers and tight ends that I said for the Broncos. I'm not touching them. Yeah, I just you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, he's, this is more of a question mark than than what's going on in Denver. Yeah, I mean, I do think Keenan Allen is going to be kind of a value, just because people are people are going to be fading him just because of the the quarterback situation and. You know, they think he's really old. I mean, he's he's starting to get up there, but I think he's like 28 years old or something like that. So, I mean, 27. Yeah, well, see, I was hoping he'd become – well, maybe he's a value for you, but right now he's he's wide receiver 20. He's right in between Tyrell Lockett and Devontae Parker. I think I'd rather have both those guys over him. Yeah, me too. All right, yeah. Then yeah, you got DJ does. Chark, Robert Woods, DK Metcalf, McCoy. you got to think – you got to look at what Keenan Allen has done over the past. I know. I mean, maybe I'm disrespecting him. I mean, he had over 100 catches and almost 1,200 yards last year, but that was on 150 targets. He's literally the definition of consistency. You really um, feel like you know, he, which is is which you think you think is going to come down because of Tyrod, but Philip Rivers wasn't so good last year either. He consistently had the same quarterback every year, though. That's yeah. true. Yeah, oh, I just I think I mean, he's that's the only ha- thing we both I think we can both agree Keenan Allen's great. It's just we've seen we've seen Tyrod. Uh, you know, we saw Tyrod for three three years. I mean, it's just he had talent. He didn't let the talent shine. I just I would love to see it work. I really hope it does. I just I personally can't see it. Keenan Allen will make plays for himself because that's the kind of wide receiver he is. Uh, I just I don't think. I mean, I think a thousand yards is going to be tough. Really, I do. Anyone with the name Keenan is probably great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when you have two first names though, you know Keenan Allen, you can't trust them. Anymore. They got too many of them over there. Tyrod Taylor, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen. Uh, I don't like it. Is it just me, or do you guys feel like Keenan Allen's been in the league for like twenty plus years? It seems like it, right? It just it, it, he hasn't. It just I feel like he's been in the league forever, and he's been so productive, but he's also yeah. somehow missed a lot of games. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's <laughs> um, all right, I think that are we going to the Chargers? Yep. Yeah, I, I got cool. nothing. All right, let's we'll wrap up the Raiders. Yeah, let's wrap up the AFC West with the Raiders. Uh, seven and nine last season, third of the division. So quietly seven and nine. I don't know. You know, when I looked at that, I was like, "Hold on, let me double check it." I just, I just feel like they were laughing stock last year, but they maybe they were. They still, well, they were, but I mean, it's no disrespect to Oakland, but it's just been a lot of Los turmoil and fantasy. Sorry, Los Angeles. Wow, messed that up the whole time. I guess. Wow, my goodness, I. You know, just can't get used to it. Um, but I don't know. I, I want them to be fantasy relevant really bad. I want them to have players. I mean, they got Josh Jacobs, and I'm hoping they have some other people step up. They drafted Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Lynn Bowden. Uh, they added Theo Riddick recently. Uh, Jason Witten at tight end to help out Darren Waller. Marcus Mariota's in there to maybe replace Derek Carr. It's just there's so many question marks with this team. I have a lot of trouble standing everybody out but Josh Jacobs, but he – even Josh Jacobs, is he going to catch? Are they going to throw him the ball? You know, I mean, he's, you know he's going to get 300 touches, but, you know, you're hoping that uh, he's going to get at least 30 or 40 catches because wide receiver, running backs in PPR, you don't finish top five unless you're getting 50 catches for the most part. So uh, how, what do you say there, Keenan? Uh, what are your takes on, on the Las Vegas Raiders so far? Um, I mean, when it comes to Jacobs, I think I think he's he's a – He's going to be your RB one for sure. I, 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 I mean, he was 15 in opportunity share and 11th in the red zone touches last year. 
So I think that's going to stay. I think they're going to give him the ball. I mean, is he going to – did you say – are they going to throw him the ball? Who, sorry? Jacobs, did you say are they going to throw him the ball? Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't really get the ball that much. Uh, pass what, down. I've, what I've seen this past offseason, though, I, is the Raiders do want to give him the ball more, um, yeah. more reception. So I, I'm going to take that. I'm going to believe it, believe them, I guess. And and hopefully they throw him the ball because I got a couple shares in him and, and I would like a little bit more catches out of him. Um, the rest of that offense, so, I mean, and that quarterback, that whole quarterback thing, Derek Carr, Derek Carr does feel disrespected. He said last week, and he and he wants to prove his haters and non-believers wrong. So I, and I'm a Derek Carr believer. I I like Derek Carr. I know Antonio. You know Eric. I, I don't know what you think or not. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. He just needs he needs he needs. I guess he just needs to be more consistent. Um, he came into the league. He threw what was it? 4,000 yards a couple times. I don't have his stats pulled up here. His but, MVP year, I believe he, he was yeah, very he, close he, to yeah. it, if not. I mean, that's not is – is that a fluke? I don't think it is. I mean, and now he's got he's got a pretty good offense on paper with Ruggs, um, Brian Edwards. Um, he's got a – Jason Witten. Who's their other uh, tight end there? Um, Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Theo Riddick now, who's a great PPR guy. Um, they just signed. I think on paper this offense can be really good, and I think Derek Carr can – Hopefully he keeps that job. I, I just don't know. I don't know. What, them signing Mariota definitely puts a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, he, actually, he had he over 4,000 yards last year. Did he? I mean, he's a 7.9 7. yards. He's a time. good quarterback. He just I, – I just feel like he does – he gets he gets a little bit of disrespected. Like, he did say that. He had some he injuries. Did. He had a, you know, a coaching change and whatnot, but – they're get they're getting that wide receiving core. Um, Who was wide receivers before uh, before last year? You name before them? last year. Well, Amari I mean, you Cooper know, he, he had that time where he had Amari and uh, yeah, he did um, Crabtree. Yeah, Michael Crabtree, and I mean, they both were top twelve wide receivers. So he was able to show that production there, and they had high touchdown volume, and that was his you know MVP potential season. But he hasn't really shown much since then. Uh, you know, we he knew- throwing four thousand yards last season. I mean, yeah, he did, but they're always trailing for the game. So, I mean, I, you kind of expect it. But to play better. He, he just – he seems like he – I want him to get unleashed, but you you expect him to elevate the team, right? I mean, Tyrell Williams came in and uh, he had a couple touchdowns. You know, he showed some signs of light before he got injured, which kind of looked nice. Darren Waller obviously came out of nowhere and, and did really well. Had a super, super efficient uh, catch rate. Uh, had a lot of yards, um, but not a lot of touchdowns either. Uh, Hunter Renfro, it seemed like he had a really good relationship with. Uh, so maybe it's going to happen. But, like, talking about Josh Jacobs, he had 27 targets. They had DeAndre Washington catching the ball. Jalen Richard, whom they got rid of. But he got now they bring Riddick in. And like... then now they bring Riddick in. Like, is he going to get that? I mean, he had he had almost 20 touches, rushes a game. So, like I said, 300 carries. He might, he might not get the receptions after I think about it. Now, why would they bring in Theo Riddick, who's a receiving back? And yet, you know, you're picking him at the back end of your round one, early round two. But, I mean, my, my whole point is, though, they might take away from J- Jacobs getting more um, passes thrown to him. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, but, but, you know, pe- but he's still going, uh, you know, round two-ish. I don't know if I'm comfortable. But, but it's because he's going to get the rushing yards. And that's the thing. And they were, I think, rated as the number one rushing uh, or offensive line block, run blocking in the league. Yeah. 
Um, so that's really good for him. So I guess it's like a Nick Chubb situation. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, I just don't know what to make of him with Derek Carr. Um, I hope he takes a step up. They bring in Marcus Mariota, whom Mike Mayock, their GM, just raved about, uh, you know, when he was coming out of this draft class. Uh, so you'll see if, if that's going to be a switch at all or how much of a leash he has. But I really like Brian Edwards, guys. Uh, their third-round pick, who they drafted right after Bowden. Uh, you know, out of South Carolina, he, he showed, a, showed a lot of promise coming out of college. Um, he's a big wide receiver, and he's kind of what, uh, what Derek Carr likes, and that's the short, short yardage throws, right? So he, he's quick off, with, with, uh, quick off the line, especially with, uh, with press coverage. He can break that really well. He's got nice, strong hands, so he can catch the ball really quick um, on those nice slants. I think he's going to do a lot of good things for Derek Carr. Um, but that's where I kind of feel real quick. Like, that's how they're catering this offense. They bring in Henry Ruggs, which I haven't really talked about, for a lot of speed going downfield. But I think they're going to use him for more than just that. But he stretches it. Tyrell Williams is already really fast. Darren Waller's in the middle of the field. And now you bring in Brian Edwards to hopefully fill that slot. Uh, and now they're bringing Theo Riddick to help on third down. I mean, they have a lot of weapons for Derek Carr to be successful like 2016 again, if it can all fall into place. Uh, but you need Derek Carr to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like you said, all the pieces are, are starting to fall into place there. Um, everyone seems to love Brian Edwards right now. I still personally think Henry Ruggs has a really good chance to be the number one wide receiver there. Oh, yeah, he will. Yeah. I, uh, people are fading him like crazy, I believe. Uh, you don't take a guy 12th overall just to – Number one sure. wide receiver off the board in a deep. Yeah, a yeah deep like, I mean, the guys they passed on, like they clearly have a plan to use this guy. Um, and yeah, I, I think he can, he, he's going to have, he's actually a sneaky good year. Um, and I, I like Darren Waller as well. Um, I, I do like Brian Edwards. I'm not saying I'm not, but yeah, some of this hype just needs to come down a little bit. He's getting a lot, but I mean, I mean, yes, I would like to say Henry Ruggs. I do think he's going to be the, the number one, but Brian Edwards could see a bit too. I mean, we haven't really seen him with a slot wide receiver, a big slot wide receiver. They'll probably put him outside as well. I can imagine. Cause I mean, he had a lot of uh, – he had production on the outside, too, uh, in college. But it just kind of seems like maybe him and Tyrell will be on the outside. And actually, Ruggs, Ruggs played the slot a bit with Alabama, so that's probably what they'll do, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, Edwards can do really well with quick slants. Um, but he's going Henry Ruggs 48th overall right now uh, in, in our redraft this year. So um, I think I he can easily – I think, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be a great value. A few behind Mike Williams. I don't know. I might think I'd rather have Henry Ruggs. Oh, yeah. I'd but, take uh, what did you I think I'd take Mike Williams in a redraft over him. Would you? Yeah, yeah I just I, – it's the downfield longer touchdown ability that I think I would like to see Ruggs, and I, I think he has a better chance to do than Mike Williams would. Yeah. But can't fault you there. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Darren Waller. Darren Waller, you want to talk about him real quick, Eric? You think he'll continue what he did last season and then bringing in Jason Winton and uh, all these other pieces? Yeah, he might not be as good, but he's he's going to be – it's going to be pretty much – I think they'll use him pretty much about the same. Derek, Derek Carr likes to throw to him. Uh, he's going to rely on him. So I'm, I'm not really too worried about him. Um, but I do like Foster Moreau, so, you know, long-term I'm not a huge Waller fan, and I do think Moreau does have a chance to potentially break out in the next coming few years, um, probably more so next year-ish, depending on, you know, uh, how how long Waller is going to be there. Um, 
and Witten as well. But, but yeah, they got a nice little group there of tight ends. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. Uh, Hunter Renfro is a good uh, a good buy there, um, especially for a dynasty stash. Foster Moreau. Or Foster Moreau, I'm sorry. But Hunter Renfro, I want to mention, too, is a good dynasty stash. I mean, you know, we're talking about slot here. You know, he, he may challenge Ruggs to get in some action there, too. I mean, what if maybe Edwards gets pushed out or he waits behind Tyrell and then uh, – or Tyrell gets pushed out. I mean, there's a lot that could happen here, but it's nice to say that. It's nice to be able to say that about Oakland, though. Or, geez, Las Vegas. I am so <laughs> It's so nice to be able to say that about Vegas is like that they have so many options uh, potentially for themselves. But I think that that's, uh, that's all that I have left for Vegas. Yeah. I got nothing. They're kind of boring. Yeah, just a lot. Like I said, a lot of hopes and dreams. Uh, we'll see what's, uh, what comes into fruition for them. So that's going to wrap up our AFC West. Uh, let me just ask real quick who you guys have coming out of this division on top? Chiefs. Chiefs. All right, just making sure. Yeah, I, well, I have uh, the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. I don't know who said that, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what about how about uh, who do you think second? Yeah, who do you think can be second in this division? I, I'll take it. I'll actually take Vegas. That's what I'm debating between. Obviously, Vegas and the Broncos, but I mean, I think Kansas City has a good shot to go clean sweep six and zero here uh, against all these teams. So that, that that really could help them out. Oh, that's a that's a that's a good one to take to Vegas. I think I think they can do that too. I really yeah, I think, think it, I think I think it'd be a Broncos second. I have to look at their schedule though. If they're playing like a late game against one of their division rivals, they might sit there, you know, their offense. Yeah, I don't know if Andy Reid ever wants to, but it could. Um, all right, so Chiefs got that one, of course. Probably going to win the Super Bowl for the next five years. Let's move on to the NFC West. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, speaking of another team, kind of revamping themselves. Uh, they were five ten and one last year. Uh, they brought in DeAndre Hopkins, made a big trade uh, during the offseason. They brought in Ken, Kenyon Drake uh, for the second half of last season, which kind of changed them around a little bit. Uh, they were able to produce a bit better. Uh, Kyler Murray had a tale of two seasons, uh, had a really rough beginning uh, first eight games and, and kind of adapted and the whole offense grew for the second half. So I think there's a lot of good things coming for Arizona, a lot of excitement over there. Uh, Keenan, how are your feelings on DeAndre Hopkins coming into this crowded offense? It's going to be amazing for that, for Kyler Murray. I, I mean, you're looking at a wide receiver that has put up at least a thousand yards almost every year besides two years when he had Brock Osweiler throwing the ball, Brock Osweiler, excuse me, Brock, Brock Osweiler throwing him the ball. Um, I think he's going to bring a whole, a whole nother dimension to that offense where Kyler Murray really didn't have that last year. He, I mean, he had Larry, Larry Fitzgerald who's fighting a father time every day. And he, all, he also had, um, why is, why is the name? What's the other wide receiver? Christian Kirk. Yeah. Christian Kirk, who I think is a really good wide receiver young wide receiver, but he just never panned out for, for them. And now you're going to bring in, you know, you're bringing one of the best wide receivers in the game to help your young superstar quarterback, hopefully. Um, I think I think that was a great acquisition. That was probably the best acquisition this whole offseason by any NFL team, I believe. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think Kirk didn't necessarily pan out. I just – he's still young. He, he was drafted the same uh, year as – Cortland Sutton. Um, so he, he's still young, and 
I, he's just not a wide receiver one. He, um, I mean, he did see a lot of targets last year, though. That's the thing that, that scares me. He had 108 go his way in just 13 games. So, I mean, what's going on there? Is it is there just – are they not – is he not – Running the correct route? Is he not catching the ball? Is Kyler Murray underthrowing him? I would have to about Kirk. Yeah. Well, what did you just say, Bob? He had 108 um... targets. Yeah, I'm looking at his. Yeah. He had 108 uh, targets. Yeah, and that was in 13 games. Yeah, 13 games. That's that's my point, though. He, that's a lot of targets for 13 games. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I was listening. Yeah, yeah he and uh, and where there's something going on where. Is there is Murray and Kirk not are they not clicking? I would have to watch the tape more instead of just looking at stats, um, because we all know analytics. Oh, for his production last season, you mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, he was definitely. I mean, he had some injuries. He had a nagging ankle injury after like week four, I believe. Uh, but he he definitely had yeah he had a lot of targets and and one of them one of the weeks he didn't have any catches at all, um, and he had all and he had three touchdowns in one game. So it, it does look kind of rough you know, looking at his stats to say, how, how can he continue going to the next season? But I think he will. Um, he is the most uh, familiar besides Fitzgerald that Kyler has, but it kind of seems like Kirk took over from Fitzgerald already because he was already on pace to outpace him uh, had he played all 16. Um, but, you know, Kirk, Kirk's a really good route runner. Uh, and I think that he's underrated. I don't think, like Eric said, he's never going to be a wide receiver one, but he's going to be, a, he can be a really good wide receiver too. I think this season he has a shot to finish as a back and wide receiver too, but, uh, next season is really where his his big leap will come into that, but he's certainly being drafted right now uh, as a value in my eyes. Let me ask you a question now. Back to um, back to Hopkins. Do you think his 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 value is going to go down now? Because I mean, he, I mean, he does have a good quarterback throwing the ball, but he's no Deshaun Watson. Exactly, and well, I'm not. You know, they both. I think Kyler's a really good. I really, I think he can throw the ball really well, uh, also, but. I think that, yeah, he's not Watson, but what, See, what think, they're going to do, he's not getting the same amount of targets. Like, he's not going to get 30% target share. I think, like Hopkins, I think Hopkins helps Murray more than Murray helps Hopkins out. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I His value agree. definitely goes down. He's not going to be – he's still going to be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's, he's he, not going to get 150 Look targets. what he did with Brock yeah. throwing a damn ball. Yeah, no, he's, Hopkins is amazing. He really is. But it's like, where are you drafting him right now? That's 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 the problem that you're running into because you're drafting him right now as your wide receiver five. Well, he's going ahead of Godwin and Galladay. Uh, he'll probably get more targets than Galladay, but I mean, even ahead of Mike Evans, I don't know. I just don't know if Hopkins is going to get you 150 targets. I think he's more towards 130. They're going to spread the ball, maybe even 140. But with that, I have him statted out as my wide receiver nine. Um, it's just <laughs> under 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. So that's not where you want to be drafting him, at least in my mind, because wide receiver nine, that's potentially 15 picks later. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what's, that's the only thing that's, that's holding me back as much as I love him. Uh, Mari Cooper or, or Hopkins? I think I would have to go Mari. I go Hopkins there. Yeah. It's a, it's a high po- It's a, they're probably going to throw the ball more. Um, I think that Amari has a chance for pretty similar amount of touchdowns, but I think that Amari uh, can get more yards than Hopkins with those. Um, so moving on to the running back real quick, Kenyon Drake, uh, you know, he's also kind of being drafted as an RB one and he did really well in the back half of the season. Yeah, but that report that just came out last week has me a little shooken on him. 
that uh, what that Chase Edmonds uh, looks like he can be a starting running back in the league. Yeah, it's it's a little scary because I think all three of us were kind of shocked when we looked when we took a deeper look into into uh, Kenyon Drake's production last year. Um, and I think I think before before we did our predictions, um, I think we we were we just threw kind of Ken Drake to the side. But after we looked at his his productions, we're like, oh wow, this guy's actually pretty good had a pretty good season last year um, after being traded from Miami to, to Arizona. But when that report comes out, I mean, Kenyon Drake, he's going to be getting a contract. He's going to, he's going into a contract here, I believe, or soon where Chase Adams on a rookie, rookie contract. Are they going to want to see what he can do? Well, I'd hope you're always saying, you know, good things about all the players on your team. And of course you want to talk up Chase Edmonds and he is a talented guy. Uh, but you're right though. Kenyon Drake came in. Uh, they traded for him. It wasn't a crazy amount, but like they did trade for him and he does seem to fit the offense very well. He's a big running back six, one, two, ten. but he, he was on pace for, you know, plus almost 60 catches. Uh, and, and that's kind of something that, like you said, I didn't even see at all. Uh, and he just had a lot of touchdowns. Uh, he had eight touchdowns in the back in the last eight games. Um, he was just a, just a workhorse. They gave him over 20, 20 touches a game. Uh, he had over 20 carries a game, you know, two games. So, I mean, they just wanted to give him the ball a lot. In this offense, I think there's a chance that's going to happen where Chase Edmonds can even get his own. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it was Edmonds. He had a really good practice, and the coaches wanted to kind of talk him up, get his, get his uh, you know, just get his confidence up. And – but I think Kenyon Drake's gonna be gonna be really good in this offense. Um, yeah, it's it, like you said before. I think we were all shocked when we actually yeah. were looking into it, and we we're like, "Wow!" You know, just that the, the back the back end of the that last eight games last year, he was just he was killing it. Yeah, I think that he's uh, running back nine right now. He's going, so I think that's a really good spot for him. Um, and I think Kyler is going to be worth where he is. I think he has a really good floor. Uh, like I mentioned, the first eight games being rough, uh, he had zero touchdown passes in five of his first eight games. Uh, his touchdown percentage was only 2.4, which was which just horribly low. Um, he only had seven touchdowns on 292 pass attempts, but the second half he had 250 attempts and 13 touchdowns. So he was up there. Then you add uh, DeAndre Hopkins to that. Exactly. Yeah. You throw in DeAndre Hopkins, that offense hummed a little bit better. Christian, Herc, Christian Kirk won't be injured. Uh, I think that Kyler Murray can can pretty much clear 25 passing touchdowns and get you almost five rushing. Um, but he has that rushing floor. Uh, that That's a really good thing. He's on pace for, uh, you know, 90 to 100 rushes a year. So, you know, that, uh, that you don't have to worry about that. So, I and think there's also, a lot of good things coming for Arizona. Also, what people don't realize is – like you said before about Kyler Murray is how he, you know, the first half of the season, it was a little bit rough and then he kind of came into it towards the back half. Well, also on the back half, they had a really good running game, um, mm -hmm. which is another good thing for Kenyon Drake. If you look at it and, you know, Keenan, like you were talking about his contract earlier, he was, this is a one-year deal. Um, so he was on us. So yeah, why yeah. wouldn't, why wouldn't they just feed him the ball and, yeah, and that's a perfect point. You know, you get a run game. That's what helps a good off, a good passing offense. You know, you run the ball, open up the passing game, um, allow the defense to stay honest for he you. He legitimately could get double-digit rushing touchdowns. You know, he had eight. He eight really games. could. I mean, you know what? Well, that's happen. also. I mean, you know what's going to happen? He's going to end up with six, and we're like, what the hell? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of excitement for Arizona. A lot of good things coming. Uh, so. 
Are you um, just going to skip over that awesome tight ends that they have over in Arizona? Can you name them? I'll give you 10 bucks if you name them. Uh, so that's Dan Arnold. <laughs> Dan Arnold and Max Williams. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll have Emily. Oh, wait, you don't have that long. <laughs> but no i don't i don't have too much for them set i think i have like 60 targets maybe 70 between the two of them yeah um actually their third tight end uh, i can't think of him right now but Boy, alert, stay away from them yeah just I, i'm not yeah. too worried about them they're really you know they're, they're more for blocking than anything yeah. uh so let's move on to the los angeles rams a team that uh all of us kind of believe is gonna be a good candidate to bounce back maybe not to their super bowl aspirations like they were a few years ago uh, but we think that they definitely can can outproduce a lot of their value for for where they're being drafted. So, uh, you know, Jared Goff can he return back to tight end top top ten quarterback? I don't know where tight end came from. Uh, they drafted Cam Akers to add to that uh, that crowded backfield of Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. You know, Cooper Cup he, he kind of faded a little bit in the back half of the season when they changed their offense. How is he going to look now? How's the offense going to look now? Uh, Tyler Higby was a big proponent uh, of the positive work from that offense changing. So, um, you know, what will happen with him and Gerald Everett? They drafted Bryson Hopkins, a really, really good tight end prospect. Uh, so there's there's a lot of questions here as well, but all good questions, it seems, Keenan, right? No, 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 Eric, go ahead. Tell us how much you love Tyler Higby. Oh, <laughs> Let's talk about him. <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Much, Tyler Higby's going to be great. I don't <laughs> understand. People are, are uh-huh. hating on him, on him, I think. I mean, he's going – He's going as like the tight end, I think eleven or twelve right now. <clears throat> um, wow! I, at least in dynasty, uh, I, I will know. double check. Yeah, but yeah, um, regular redraft right now, tight end seven. Tight end seven still, but I mean, he's he's a very good candidate to you know get over a thousand yards, four or five touchdowns, plus a lot of catches. You know, over eighty catches. Um, I like. What do I have him for here, Tyler Higby? I have him for. Yeah, um, almost like 120 targets and like almost 90 catches. So I think he's going to have a really good year. I'm not worried about Everett. You know, maybe maybe if they decide to uh, sign Everett to a long-term deal, you know, early on in the season, that might, you know, worry me a little bit more. But, I mean, it's it's Higs, Higby's show. I'm not worried about that at all. Man, can you imagine if Tyler Higby has a bad season? They're going to rip you apart, Eric. I'm done. Before I even started, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna rip you apart, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna echo everything you said there. I, I think he can be great too. Uh, but I I, I do want to say I think Gerald Everett's days might be numbered there. Yeah, um, like I said, yeah. Bryson Hopkins. Why draft him when you are if you have two good tight ends that you see? And that's why I don't think they do with Gerald Everett. Bryson Hopkins is built a lot like Higby, big yard after catch, um, was a top tight end in the country last year, had a lot of yards, a lot of catches. He's just a big guy, 6'5". Six, six, um, like I said, built a lot like Higby. Um, so I think they're just trying to build that center of the field for some speed, um, and he can block. And that, so, that's yeah. part of the thing that I don't get is like – well, it's like everybody just is, has all this Gerald Everett love. Like, what are they going to do? Last year, sign Higby to a long-term deal just to now cut him and use Hopkins and Everett? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not they just going to not, not use Hopkins either. He's a great player. Exactly. They didn't have a lot of picks, and they used it on a tight end. McVay so, wants yeah, to keep just, using 12 personnel. And, you know, like we talked about 12 personnel, Cooper Cup did not perform well against it. 12 personnel meaning they got the two tight ends in the field. You know who did um, who, You know who did perform very well? <laughs> Tyler Robert Higby. Woods. Well, and Robert Woods, yes. Tyler Higby and Robert Woods were both on there. And, you know, Eric and I were battling back and forth between this because, 
you know, first half of the season, Cooper Cup had a lot of targets, double-digit targets here and there, um, a lot more often than the second half where he only had a one, I believe. And it's just – it was tough to see because especially you see a lot more press coverage in, in, in 12 uh, personnel. And, and that was something that Cooper Cup really struggled to beat against. I think it was like a 12% success rate. That's not good. No. So I just – you have to depend on the touchdowns, you know, I believe, if you wanted to do well compared to that new offense. But Yeah, but then Tyler, but he was, take he, away those touchdowns as well. If you're going to go with – you know, you're going 12 personnel, you're going to have extra tight end or, or what. See, the thing with Cooper Cup, though, is his issues was not performance. He was fantastic when he was on the field. It was just he wasn't – It was just his workload. It was yeah, exactly. his uh, – his, you know, he wasn't playing a high percentage of snaps. And that's, and that's but, the issue where they, they were – they were taking him off the field and putting Robert and keeping Robert Woods on the field. Yeah, and they claim part of it is part of it was trying to keep him keep him fresh and healthy. But but the thing for me is, none of us believe Tyler Higby is getting 180 targets like he was on pace for within those five games last year that they were using this 12 personnel offense. No, so, but but I think Robert Woods is going to get more receptions as well. Yeah, but Robert Woods could have. Just as I mean, last year he had over 130 targets, I believe, still almost almost 140. So I mean, he could still get a ton of targets, and there's still going to be plenty for Cooper Cup to get. You know, because just because look at it this way though, is it it was a new offense. They were going into a new offense towards the end of the year, and and like like I said, they were trying to keep Cooper Cooper Cup a little bit, you know, uh, fresh and whatnot. You know, I don't know if that how true that is, but but he has McVeigh's all off season to plan for Cooper cup. They, they clearly want to use him on important, important plays. Um, he is the touchdown guy there. There's no question about it. And I, I think they're going to be using him more. Cause when you look at those last five games, I know the one game he had like 27% of the offensive uh, plays played. Uh, he had two games at 61%. And then he also had a game at 72% and a game at about 93%. So it's not like he was, you know. He, he wasn't, but he didn't get more than eight. He only got double-digit targets one time in, in, in those, last, uh, those last five games, and he had a touchdown every single game. I mean, you know, he is one of the only players in the NFL, you know, like you said, to get those double-digit targets and be on pace for. He has a 9.3% touchdown rate with Goff. Uh, you know, to compare that, Devontae Adams is a 9.8 with Rodgers. You know, Adams scores a lot. Uh, I don't know. I just – I hope that he's going to get the ball more. And you did convince me that he is going to get some more targets, a little bit, a little bit more than what I believe that that second half. Looked he's like. going to be used more. He's going to be. He's going to play more snaps than he was playing in those last five games. There's no question about it. I'm sorry, but right. that was just too low. And he is too good of a player. And he is. He's. He's too important to that offense, in my opinion. That he McVeigh has all offseason to plan for this, and it was a new offense they were going into last year. And it was working very well, and they were just spreading the ball out. Higby went insane, which nobody saw coming. But which, if which he's going to have some regression. If and, they keep this 12 personnel offense where an extra tight end comes in, and are you going to take Robert Woods off the field, who's a great blocker, for Cooper Cup? You're saying, the reason, let me just explain that real quick. Sorry, Keenan. When you have the 12 personnel, you got to have your five offensive linemen. You have your quarterback and your running back at seven. Two tight ends give you nine, and then you can only have two wide receivers. Yeah, That's where Cooks yeah. was usually playing with either Woods or Cup. Sorry. Yeah, so so now – oh, yeah. So, so now my question to you would be, are you really oh, putting Van Jefferson out there more than Cooper Cup? No, but, I mean, 
I mean, you're just – there's a reason why he wasn't out of the field, though. Flesh. You're right, though, but, you know, and then that's What's what the, the reason we're talking about was Cooks was there, and now Cooks is not, so that will help. You're, you're not wrong there. Uh, but eh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just going to be tough. Cooks not I, there. Higby's going to have some regression. The yardage is my concern. They have all that. offseason to plan for Cooper Cup and how they want to use him. I'm sorry, but he's going to have more than 60% of the Well, you got to expect that Goff's going to more. regress to his you know, have the positive aggression, you know, his touchdown rate. Exactly. Plus this low. offense was fantastic for Goff's game. Exactly. What's the other wide receiver name? Josh, uh, the hell is his name? Van Jefferson. No, it's not. No, the, oh, Josh Reynolds? Yeah, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, years years now. So, I mean, he, he may come up through. I like Van Jefferson. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, like, like talking over about Goff real quick. I'm not saying uh, Cooper Cup is bad, though. I don't want you to say that. Oh, well, yeah, how about this? Well, then, okay, so then Cooper Cup or Robert Woods then for redraft. They're both. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Robert Woods. I'm still taking Cooper Cup. You want to do another six pack bet right now? Yeah, I will. I'm sick of you coming up, coming at me like this. Have fun with uh, what Robert Woods three touchdowns. I'll take those double digit touchdowns. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, Robert Woods. I know Robert Woods is going to get more touchdowns because he did. He did have some positive regression. Back. Had nearly but 90 catches. It's not like – He had 90 catches on the dial with 1,200 yards. He had like two touchdowns called back. So, I mean, what, give him five touchdowns on the year? It's still, you know, Cooper Cup – Cooper Cup Cooper's not getting 90 catches and possibly 1,200 yards. I don't know. I, that's that's going to be the tough thing, I think, a lot for us fantasy players, too, is going to be tough because, well, right now they're getting a little bit more separated. Cooper's 16th and Robert Woods is the 24th. But it's just it, – it's a tough discussion to have because when you have two wide receivers in the same team who can be getting similar targets, you know, sometimes you feel like maybe you're you're going to have that game. Well, it's not sometimes. You probably will. You're going to have the game where Robert Woods is going to do really, really well and then couple, couple get nothing and vice versa. Yeah. And that's the he thing. Like, I have, I have Robert Woods getting, getting, more, getting more targets and more catches, but I have him getting half as many touchdowns as Cooper Cup. So it's – yeah, I mean, I can see that. They're going to be close though. They're both going to be great. Like I'm, I like them both. To be When's honest. your birthday? Yours, Eric. Yeah. When's your birthday? June twenty third. Well, next next June twenty third, I'm getting you a goddamn L.A. Rams Tower Higby jersey, or maybe just oh, for I love that. or just as long or, as he performs. Yeah. Um, speaking of performing, though, I want to get back to golf real quick. Um, just to plead my case because. Jared Goff is going way too low in any format that anybody's looking at. Uh, he's, he's quarterback 18 in our, in a just regular single quarterback. Um, I'm picking him as if, if he goes towards round 14, I'm trying to get him, but like he is trying to be my quarterback every single draft that I go into. Uh, like I said, his touchdown rate was like 2% lower than his normal average. You up that he had 26 touchdowns. He was the, or I'm sorry, he was up to 34 and he would have been like the quarterback six. So I, I think he's going to become back to normalcy. Uh, people forget how great he was in 2018. Um, he's had 4,600 yards in back-to-back seasons, but in 2018 he had wins against the Chargers, the Vikings, Seattle twice, San Francisco twice, Green Bay, Kansas City, um, and then they beat Dallas and New Orleans on the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, last season was just rough all around for the Rams. Uh, you know, he had four games last year, which were completely horrible games. That's what brought him down in those total four games, uh, which I think was against Chicago, Baltimore, um, uh, San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Sorry. So in those four games, he had 14.44 points combined, combined in all four of those games. 
So if you take those out, he, he was on pace to be quarterback seven, right? Point one behind Drew Brees. So I mean, I'm not I'm not admitting those games, but how often are you going to have a quarterback getting four games totaling 14 points? It just doesn't happen very often. It's not going to happen again for me. And yeah, I think I'm definitely with you. I, yeah, I, my my um, prediction um, is that. He Jared Goff is going to be one of the most owned players in Superflex Superflex championship teams because people are going to be getting him as their second QB. I'll up that to all championships. Okay, I like it, but I, like I said, he's he, I'm picking him so late for me, and I think Where are you imagine up? having Mahomes or Lamar or Jackson, and then in the seventh round just grabbing Goff and just having two top eight quarterbacks in Superflex. Yeah, be, yeah. Where are you picking him next week? In the 14th round, you said? Uh, depends if I'm drafting with you. Oh, I was about to play, I'm about to play down. <laughs> hey, you and, I, you oh, and I got two drafts next weekend. So is Eric. Yeah so, uh, yeah, so is Eric. Oh, the one-on-one in both. We have, what do we have, four drafts the next two weeks? I'm pretty sure uh, I like Derek Carr is my favorite quarterback. I'm, I'm going to yeah. draft everywhere. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I, mine, mine's you know who I'm drafting? My man Cam Akers over here. Running yeah. back here for the Rams. Talk up, yeah, talk about Cam Akers. Here. Talk about this, this muddled backfield with Daryl <laughs> Henderson, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers. Who, who's going to come out here? No, I, I mean, I'll maybe draft. It depends where where he is. I don't exactly have his ADP in front of me, but um, I think it's going to – Daryl Henderson's supposed to be – I mean, apparently he's looking good in camp and everything. He's getting the, the bulk of the carries there. But I think Cam Akers is going to kind of come into his own. You know, it was a very limited offseason. He's a rookie. He just needs time to kind of acclimate, and I think in the end he's going to prove he, he's he's the more talented back there. Um, he's he's the guy McVay wanted, so he's going to get an opportunity. Um, yeah, it I just think, might take a little bit. Yeah, I think this year you're definitely going to you're definitely going to see more of like a share running back duty. Um, you're not going to really see one running back take the next step. So if you're looking at at a, grabbing a running back, I'd probably stay away from the Rams up backfield because, like you just said, we. Henderson looks like he's going to be the number one. Um, but, I mean, Akers is eventually going to take that over. Um, so, redraft, I'm probably going to stay away from this backfield until until later later rounds maybe. Um, definitely, Dynasty, I'm trying to pick up – trying to trying to get my hands on Akers for sure. And I did on a couple where I traded back and got him in the seventh pick. So, I – the reason I looked at that is the reason I picked them in the seventh was Todd Gurley was the was the bell cow there in in LA. Um, so someone's got to get those touches. And Acres, they drafted Acres. I'm assuming he's going to get he's going to be the man who's going to get bulk of those carries. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a person that's uh, on the Acres side as well. I, I think he's going to I think he's super talented uh, coming out of college. He played against one of the worst offensive lines in all of college football at Florida State uh, and did well, super well, uh, or very well. Jeez. So he also had uh, a lot of um, a lot of yards per. Or, sorry, he was hit. He was hit before the line of scrimmage very often too. Like it was just he just had so much uh, contact early, and it was. You know, he always had positive yardage. So the guy's a really strong runner. Um, I think there's a reason that uh, they didn't have a first round pick and they and they grabbed him in the second. Um, so I think that he's going to be able to run through and uh, get over Daryl Henderson, whom I liked, but I think Cam Akers is a better talent and a better prospect. Yeah. So I think uh, I think with that being said, you guys kind of hit everything else. I think uh, I'm pretty good with the Rams. 
Yeah, I just want to add, I think the Rams are going to be probably one of the most improved teams this year. And football-wise, and record-wise, and also fantasy-wise. They're going to be but, one of the highest-scoring teams as well. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, this is one of those teams where I'm definitely targeting when, I, when I'm looking at players that are available, especially in redrafts. Um, so, Jared – Jared Goff going in a, in the sixth round, Anthony. If you want to get him in a fifth, you can pay for it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's uh, – like I said, that will cut us off for the Rams. So that will slide us on uh, over here to our next team in the AFC West. Which I'm blanking yeah. on. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, sorry. Just getting my notes together here. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um uh, they won their division last year. I mean, I mean, with this team, have you ever seen a team go to Super Bowl and be so good in, and you just don't know where they're going to be because fantasy wise, you have you have Jimmy G, who, who can probably throw the ball 20, 20 plus times, but they decide to throw it. And then he has games where he throws the ball 10, 10 times. The running the backfield is a mess. Who's who's the who's number one there? Is it? Moster, who they just signed, or is it Coleman, who they signed last year? And then wide receiver, all these injuries, who the hell's gonna gonna catch the ball besides Kittle? Yeah, he's the only sure thing. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I've never seen where a team went to the Super Bowl and there's so many question marks going in, going in the next year. Well, look at who they had that they went to the Super Bowl with. It well, was a bunch. Of, it was a bunch of no. Yeah, it's a bunch of nobodies, and I mean that in the nice way possible. That but that's defense. Just so much respect to what uh, you know what they've done there. Uh, you know, coming, bringing Kyle Shanahan in, um, and what the hell is his uh, GM face? Oh, um, Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> yeah, John Lynch. Thank you. I don't know. I'm blanking it on everything today. Uh, but yeah, so what they brought in because Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind on the offense. Every player is just super efficient with him. It's very sad, like we talked about earlier, all the injuries coming. I was excited to see what IU could do. Um, and I was excited to see what Debo could do in his second year. And they, and they still will have some excitement. I'm not trying to say they won't, but like I said, a hamstring injury two and a half weeks out kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, and then Debo, we don't know what's going on with his foot, especially with an injury that can lead to a even worse injury. Um, it's just uh, – Keenan, you nailed it right on the head here. You've never seen a team with as many question marks coming off. Did Jalen uh, Hurt just get hurt too? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, he tore his ACL, and, and after he already missed the first his rookie season last year with an injury, oh, now he's out this season. It's it's kind of sad. Um, you know, Dante Pettis' season, honestly, like Dante Pettis. Remember two years ago, he came out in the end, near the end and uh, had a. Yeah, I saw, like, I saw like you Mullins. pick him up. I saw you pick him up the other day. Yeah, I picked him up a lot uh, off season going into last year. I tried to trade for him in some leagues, and it kind of bit me back and uh, kind of bit me back there, but. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of default now that he's going to get potentially thrust into the role. Hopefully he can uh, take it. But uh, since there's so many question marks as wide receiver, let's talk about the question marks that also rely uh, in the backfield. And we got Jarek McKinnon who's been there. He got himself paid a few years ago. They Most still have this guy. He hasn't touched the backfield. And they still haven't cut him. No, still haven't cut him. Still keep paying him. Um, still keep talking him up. They were just talking him up the other days, you know, as a pass catcher. And uh, like I said, Raheem Mostert got got a little bit of money. Tevin Coleman, you know, Shanahan brought from Atlanta. I mean, what, what's going on here? Is it going to be a big? They got Jeff Wilson still. Is it just going to be a big three-headed monster or two guys? Yeah, gonna I think take it'll be down, one guy going to lead. It'll be more of the same. Mostly Coleman and Mostert for sure, I believe. But 
kind of more of the same. I mean, Breed is out of there now, so so whatever. I'm not really worried about Jeff Wilson at all. Two years ago, I had Coleman on my team when he was in Atlanta, and people were asking me, what do you want for him? I'm like, nothing. He's going to go to a team where they're going to use him as a as an RB1. And I'm like, now I'm like, God, why didn't I trade this guy? Because I'm not saying he's bad, but, like, this is this reminds me of a New England um, backfield where you just don't know who's going to get who's going to get the touches that week and who's going to perform that week, and it just I don't know it's frustrating I guess. It's very frustrating. It it is for sure. But you know, Mostert's going a lot higher than Coleman, and I was already a Coleman guy before this whole Mostert contract even happened. You know, everyone wants to – not everyone, but there's a lot of people that are on the Mostert train. I'm not the big fan. I mean, the guy's been with San Francisco for a few years now. Shanahan's been in San Francisco. He hasn't come up until kind of nowhere. It's not like he had to beat a bunch of people to come up. You know, Burrito was good, but he got injured. Jeff Wilson's Jeff Wilson. I mean, there really hasn't been many guys that he had to come up and do much for to be able to get thrust into the role. Now he, you know, did something we haven't seen before in the playoffs, and, and that, that was fantastic. But he still didn't even start in the Super Bowl. You know, Tevin Coleman still started a lot, and, and and I get it that it's not he didn't get the first snap, but he there's a reason. Too. He got hurt in, AF, in the NFC Championship game, I believe. Or something. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't anything major. I mean, yeah. he didn't even I don't remember if he started that either. But like, you know, Coleman he never had more than twenty carries. Coleman did that a few times. Uh, I I just think that he still has some belief in Coleman, and in the end, it's going to be. You know, we're pulling hairs at who's getting more here or there, but I think Coleman so, might wind up getting more touches in the red zone and, and more opportunity. How's this, though? Like, I'm, I'm looking now, and I guess, you know, I, I was thinking uh, Moster, his his price was a little bit too high, but this is going. This is who he's right ahead of. So people who are right behind him, uh, Marlon Mack, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, J.K. Dobbins, Stop. Jordan Howard, yeah, like you got to Sony Michelle, and that's when I finally wanted somebody else, or that finally said, "Hey, I want Mostert." Yeah, he he's ahead of Mac. No way for me. Um, who else do you say that? Keep going. Sorry, after Mac, uh, Kareem Swift, Hunt, definitely Hunt. Swift, Kareem Hunt, Swift. Ronald Jones, Cam Akers. Yeah, I'll take them all. J.K. Dobbins, Jordan Howard. You know, Mostert, Philip Lindsay. Uh, another quick thing: Mostert had three point six yards per carry before contact. That was second most in the league. That means he's getting he's getting almost four yards before any defender even touched him. I mean, you don't you're not going to get that all the time in this league, especially you know to be able to keep doing that on a, day, on a game every game basis. Uh, I don't I just don't see that for sure. Uh, I see a lot of regression coming from Mostert. I, I unfortunately, as much as a great uh, story it is to hear, I think uh, I think he might be coming to an end this season. He must have he must have known that there's regression coming. That's why he was going to hold out for more money. Hey, he he got his money. Now he's good, man. He doesn't need to, you know. He doesn't need to work extra hard. And I'm not saying he doesn't, but you know, there is, yeah. there's times where you see it where there's a contract year, and it happens to be some of the some of the players' best years of their career. It's not a coincidence. He didn't have a contract year, but you know, he 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 felt like he had done enough to get a little more than he did. And from being undrafted, I'd agree with him. Um, so I think San Francisco. I think there's a chance that. Um, I wouldn't say a chance. I mean, I don't, I don't have them winning the division this year. That's that's what I'm wondering. I think there's a chance they won't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like Seattle. I really do. Yeah, me too. And I know we're about to talk about them next, but um, yeah, I really, I really kind of like what Seattle brings to the table this season, and and I think that they're going to unleash Mister Unlimited. Man. But uh, why don't we? Uh, let's just switch over. Actually, let's switch over. Are we done with San Francisco? Yeah, yeah I got good. something else. Only yeah, go after Kittle. 
Let's cool. um yeah, we talked about Kittle a lot earlier. Um he, he's he's great. He's gonna get a lot a lot of catches, a lot of targets. Yeah. Um Garoppolo, maybe I'll hit him real quick. I'm not looking to draft him at all in redraft. Uh, he's going pretty late. I think he's currently quarterback 20. I mean, uh, Tannehill's behind him. at 18. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Goff for sure. Cam Newton, I probably would rather have him. Um, yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. All right. All right. So, uh, Seattle, 11-5 and five last year, second in their division. Um, Russell Wilson, as long as you have him on your team, man, you are always a game to go in deep uh, for a playoff run. So we're hoping this year that they're going to let him throw the ball a lot more. He keeps talking about wanting to be able to throw the ball more. Yeah, can Pete Carroll and uh, Brian, what the hell is his name, Shot the GM? Yeah, can they join, you know, to the 2000s football or 2020 football? I feel like they're just, you know, they're still, I guess they, I mean, they've been coaching for so long and they've been in the, in, in the, in the business for so long that they're still stuck in the 90s. Well, they, yeah, they definitely like to throw the ball a lot. Uh, that's for sure. They they were under 450 attempts. Uh, many teams don't do that. Only four have done that in the last couple of years. I know I've been talking about that step, but they got to throw the ball more. They got to let Russell Wilson go. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in this league. It doesn't mean that he can't keep doing it though. The more that he throws the football, and they got to keep doing that. Now you got Tyler Lockett. You got DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf came in last year as a rookie and. Got his 100 targets, uh, 58 catches, 900 yards, seven touchdowns. Did really well. Hopes to build off of it. But, you know, he didn't get that offseason this year that most second-year wide receivers do where they learn more about their route tree. Uh, they learn more to break off coverage. And I think he's pretty strong, so we could see that. But you're hoping he can become more than just a deep ball guy, um, especially with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with, with, like I said, the efficiency that he brings to the table. Who's he look, he got something over there. Who were you talking about? DK Metcalf, DK. but DK. like you, the thing is, is like even DK himself and in like interviews he's done, he said himself, you know, most of the time he's just running that one route, and yeah. so yeah. I I think that also is going to limit him. And there was I, a play on primetime football this past this past season, and Russell Wilson was scrambling to the left, and Lockett was going towards the corner of the end zone. I swear to God, I thought Russell Wilson was was throwing the ball out of bounds. That's how, like, accurate this this pass was. I'm oh, like, is oh. it that one that was on the, the commercial all the time? Uh, maybe. I, yeah. maybe. Maybe you're thinking, thinking he about He caught it out of bounds? No, he didn't. You know, well, he it was a touchdown, but the ball. Yeah. 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 And I swear to God, I thought the ball was going four, four rows into, into the seats. I <laughs> thought he was throwing the ball away. And, uh, you know, I must have looked away or I'm like, oh, touchdown. That's how accurate this guy is. And, it's and he you know, he makes these plays, and I just feel like – if they would just let him throw the ball more, we would see these plays more often. Yeah, I meant um, I meant they threw the ball 450 times less in 2018, um, which, which you know, then they transgression over to 2019. He threw it 516 times, so they threw it more, but that still isn't enough for what they're going to need to do now. It's not like they have a great running back, too, where they, they just, don't. They I, mean, have Carson. Well, I mean, Carson's replaceable. I mean, he's not – I mean – He's, He's a good runner. He's a good runner. They bring in Carlos Hyde, but Rashad Penny, I mean, they have nobody in the passing. Ca- in the I mean, Chris Carson's not a Zeke Elliott or a, you know. He's, like, he's not a Zeke no. or anything, but he's a very good running back. He, just needs, to, he just needs to stay healthy, and he needs to hold on to the I'm foot. not saying he's not good. I'm saying he doesn't have, it's not like there's someone great back there where you ha- where you have to give him the ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. where – yeah, mean, when you have great wide receivers and you should be and a great quarterback and you should yeah. be passing. I just don't I don't I understand I agree. I don't know why they aren't. I really hope that they do because 
when they got to Tyler Lockett and they they can both be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of of you know, speaking of Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, since 2017, so the last three seasons, of all the wide receivers that get at least 200 targets, only two wide receivers have averaged 10 yards per target: Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett. You know, and like I said, anytime you're in conversation with Tyreek Hill, that's saying something. Uh, Tyreek uh, Lockett's very efficient. Um, you don't have to worry about that being a fluky thing. Russell Wilson's always had that with his wide receivers. We've seen it. Um, we've seen it with uh, uh, Doug Baldwin when he had 16 touchdowns that one year. You know, he always wouldn't get a lot of catches, but he would have a lot of touchdowns. And Tyreek Lockett's been doing that. You know, had he not hurt his leg. Uh, in that Mexico City game, he probably would have finished even better, probably close to, uh, you know, a top 10 type, top ten wide receiver. Um, but I think he's still the wide receiver one. I think he, he's still going to have a fantastic year. I think 120 targets is pretty easy for him. And uh, that's that's part of the thing is people are fading him because exactly. he didn't he didn't do good towards the end of the year. It's like, well, yeah, he almost had his leg amputated. You know, give him time man. to heal up. And then he played um, and showed up by the play. Not yeah. only that, but we're going to say – we're going to say – you know, DK Metcalf's only one running one route, and you know, remember, he's not very her. dynamic at all. Yeah, they're going to need Tyler Lockett. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know why he's being faded so much, but I just I actually I made a trade. I traded Julio Jones for Tyler Lockett and a twenty-one first. So I mean, I, ooh, all right. Yeah, you definitely. I, I think we talked. We may have talked about it on a previous show. But, oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The one yeah. that the one that happened a bit ago. That's true. Yeah, um. But, well, they but, added Greg Olson too, which should help the middle. Yeah, it's sold so, Will Disley. Yeah, and hopefully Disley comes back and he stays healthy. I really like Will Disley. Um, he's just – the last two years, he just keeps getting injured so quick and, and early, which is unfortunate. Um, like we said, Rashad Penny towards ACL Week 15. They say his recovery is going well. I don't see him coming back anytime soon, though, before October, November at least. Um, and then so Carlos Hyde, like you mentioned, came in. I don't think he's going to threaten Car- Chris Carson. Do you guys – no, absolutely no. not. I mean, yeah. it, the, the only thing that's gonna like, gonna hurt Chris Carson if he keeps fumbling the ball and he might get benched. You yeah, know, Car- Carlos Hyde himself said he's not a threat to Chris Carson. So, yeah, so. yeah I, I agree. Chris with, Carson I agree can with stay that. healthy and hold on to the ball. He's gonna be the guy there all year, all year long. So now that you're saying that with Tyler Lockett, though, let me ask you. I think he was like, what wide receiver eighteen. Um, let me just double check where he's uh, currently going. But while I look at that real quick, so Russell Wilson, do you think he'll be a top three quarterback for our redraft this year? I mean, he, he he's not being drafted as a top no. three. He's being I, drafted. He's so being he, drafted as the fourth. No, because Pete Carroll is stubborn and doesn't want to change. Well, even with the 516 passes last year, he had 31 touchdowns over 4,000. Yeah, I got a question for you. Golf or Wilson? He didn't run a lot. Wilson all day. I'm I'm like debating over. I'm, I'm still Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott over him for sure. Not a, you know me. Yeah, I'd rather have uh, Wilson than Dak. I yeah, think I think good. Wilson might throw more tough passes touchdowns than Dak this year. Really? He just brings you know Wilson also brings that great leadership to your fantasy football team. You know, unlike, unlike Dak. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's uh, – I think he can be a top three quarterback. I think he can be third. He can be, absolutely. Um, but, but, I mean, he could – that's the thing, though. He could rush for – I know he hasn't been doing it a lot lately, but he could start running again. And he could rush for 700 yards um, and then throw potentially, you know, seven, eight more touchdowns than Lamar. I think Pete Carroll's scared to throw the ball because what happened in the Super Bowl? 
No, I just he never done. He's just never done it with Wilson because Wilson didn't come in as a prospect that's like you know a pocket passer that's going to throw the ball six hundred times. And well, he did it, they, the and they've always he decided to do it there. What do you say? He decided to throw the ball at on third and one when he had Marshawn Lynch. I mean, come on. I know it's uh, we don't need to get into that one right now. Someday, but. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I just think that that's how he's been. They've always had a good run game. He's always been a run guy. He had Reggie Bush at USC. Um, had uh, – ooh, I can't even remember who. Lendale White before Reggie Bush. I mean, they're talking a while ago, but he just always liked to run the ball. And days and back in the Patriots when he was in oh New England. God. I know, right? Oh, my so, God. He was drafted by Titans, and he didn't do much. No, he did not. I had a lot of hopes in him. Um, that's – I think what we got for the Seahawks, though, right? Like we, like you and I just said, Keenan, they, we got them possibly winning the division. Yeah, I got just because of all the injuries in San Francisco. I, yeah, I, you know, I there's. I think the Rams win it. Oh, I like that. I like that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if <laughs> if the Seahawks. I wouldn't be shocked if any of these teams won it. Actually. Yeah, even, yeah, it's a very good. Oh, any four, honestly, any four, maybe. Yeah, even Arizona. Yeah, I mean, we, we always see a team. Game, some of my favorite. We see a team go from last, were they last last year? They were last. Yeah, worst the first. I mean, it, I mean, crazier things have happened. So, all right, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our Seattle Seahawks, our NFC West, our division previews for today. We're gonna close it out real quick uh, with a mafia market. Haven't done that in a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. Keenan, I think it's you this week, buddy. What do you yeah. got for us? Yeah, I got a little, you know, a text the other day. I'm, I'm joined a couple White Claws by a bonfire the other day. Get a little text at 10 o'clock at night. Would you do Aaron Aaron Jones? Oh, well, before I go on, it's a super flex league, two quarterback. Um, so, he, I get a text. Would you do Aaron Jones for Jimmy G? Literally took me two seconds. I said, send it. I only had. Wasn't there picks involved? What side, what yeah, side were you there's on? There's definitely picks involved. Well, he he came back. He's like, "Would you throw in? A, would you throw in a um, a second for a fourth? I said, "How about I'll give you I'll give you a second if you give me a third. So the the final trade was Aaron Jones and a third for Jimmy G in a second. Um, and what side were you? I got Aaron Jones and and a third. Um, so it took me third. Not even thirty seconds. It took me ten seconds to tell him to send that trade to me. Um, it is a super flex trade. It a, a league. But I just, I mean, I just value Aaron Jones a lot more than I value Jimmy G. I do only have two other, three other quarterbacks on my on my roster, so I mean that's a little that's a little scary. And two of them, two of them are starters, and one is a backup to Drew Brees. So I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm still taking Aaron Jones there at that at the, at that price. I'm not, I'm you're never going to get Aaron Jones at, at that at that price. Yeah, I mean, like you said, super flex quarterbacks are worth a bit more, but Aaron Jones is a potential top yeah. five running back. I mean, you just you couldn't yeah. pass it up. I was pretty upset to see that. Yeah, when I was when I was going over it, I was definitely like, okay, like Aaron Jones side definitely wins, and I I do think right now value wise, it's on the Aaron Jones side. But looking at it more and thinking about it, you know, what if Aaron Jones is no longer a Packer after this year and hey, you know, the long term play could be the he, Jimmy G. He's still twenty five years but, old. He still, yeah, but Lafleur did say they are working on, you know, getting keeping him long term. As much as it's coach speak, I I do like hearing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, even but if, I that's just one thing. But I definitely think the Aaron Jones. He's on another team. He, it doesn't take the fact that Aaron Jones is a good football player. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you're not just going to go to you know, you know, I don't, I don't want to name a team and and not produce because if a team's going to pay him, they're going to want him to produce. 
they're going to make sure he produces because the GM and the coach jobs on the line. If they're paying a guy to, you know, to, to, to produce. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, all right, man. So I think that's going to close up the mafia market for us for this week. Uh, good trade Keenan. I think that's going to close up the show. Do you guys have any, uh, any ending thoughts? I'm tired. I'm ready for bad. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree with you there. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at dynasty mafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure to follow us, uh, on YouTube, subscribe, uh, check us out. You can see us on, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them. Uh, make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at, at Antonio Donisi FF. Eric is at Eric D underscore FF. And you can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Uh, like I said, that's all for this week. We got one more week of our division previews, finishing up with the AFC and NFC South. Very excited for that one. And uh, Mafia out.